0: and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Kumar, your host. Joined as always by MTM's managing editor Mark Osterman. We have a fun interview for you guys today. We're joined by John Ryan and his dad, Jack. John is a 14-year-old Vegas phenom. He also knows miles and points, traveling all over, a lot of passion, but a lot of knowledge. Some really good information in this interview, and it was a ton of fun. I know you're going to enjoy it. Before we get into the show, just want to remind you this show is brought to you by Travel Freely. That's Miles to Memories, recommended tool for diving deeper into the world of Miles and points. You don't need to know anything about miles and points or offers or anything else. They'll show you not only the best offers, whether it pays them a commission or not, but also how to use your miles and points to get free travel. And it's a free app, no cost at all. Link in the show notes for you. And if you like this show, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us in any podcast app. Just search MTM Vegas or head to MTMVegas.com for all of our Vegas content, podcasts, videos, and posts about Las Vegas mtmvegas.com. All right, I've held you up long enough. Let's hit it. Welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. Mark is here with me, and uh, we have two special guests with us. We've been really excited to talk to both of them for a long time, Jack Ryan and his son, John. Now, John, what is he, Mark? He's like the most uh, overachieving kid when it comes to Vegas and the world of miles and points and everything else. Like, Well, you came onto our radar a few months ago, and we've been incredibly impressed with everything. We'll dive deep into your knowledge of vegas and travel and everything else but welcome to both of you guys thanks for joining thanks us.
1: thanks for having us thank you very much
0: yeah i mean
2: the most persistent kid ever and i think it goes back farther than that i think the first time you emailed us was was almost like a year ago because i remember an email saying hey i'd like to be a guest and um it was like i'm 13 or 14 whatever i was like oh somebody's trolling us because we get a lot of trolls so i was like definitely somebody's trolling us and then it was persistent persistent and then we saw you commenting on the youtube channel and uh, comment and and linked onto your bio and saw that you made some videos when you were younger about Vegas and stuff, so it kind of grew from there. And and I will say, you are like the most persistent kid ever. We're so excited to have you and uh, looking forward
0: to talking about all this stuff. Thank you. So, do you, are you familiar with uh, Lucky from One Mile at a Time in the miles and points space? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, Mark keeps comparing you to him because Lucky, yeah. if you don't know his backstory, when he was a young kid and a teenager he used to do mileage runs at like 12 13 years old oh, wow. across the country on uh, united and he was so into it so uh it's a it's definitely a uh, an interesting comparison and uh yeah like his parents said, would like
2: drop him off at the airport and then say see on Sunday uh, like drop him off Friday afternoon and pick him up on Sunday like just crazy uh, what they would allow him to do i could you know as having two kids i don't think i could do it but it it's amazing and and it, he built
0: an empire out of it so it's pretty cool
3: yeah definitely i'd love to do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we'll we'll see i mean so we kind of mark talked about how you made youtube videos how old were you when you started making youtube videos about las vegas
3: i guess a lot of them haven't like i haven't posted them but i guess i've been doing them for maybe a year or two or so but i've been going to strip like basically weekly since i was five if that i don't know i guess it's hard to say
0: Jack, did you guys take a lot of family trips when when he was younger, or why why are you guys so tied to Vegas? Why do you come so often?
1: We've lived here um, since about twenty. I moved here in ninety eight, and then so we've lived here a while, and and we've just grown up with this with the city. And you know, especially in the summertime when it's really hot, we're trying to find. We always have to try to keep our son entertained, and the way we found that the, the most reliable way of doing that was. Taking them to the strip and showing them all the exciting destinations that we have here and all the um, things that make Vegas special. So I think he's I think it's been it's proved to be worthwhile and that he's learns a lot about other cultures and gets the benefit of living in a world class city like Las Vegas.
0: I grew up a similar way in Vegas. I I was visited here when I was young, but I moved here when I was eleven. So I kind of came of age here and my love of Vegas sort of came from that same sort of exposure to it. And it's weird because I have a 21 year old son and I didn't give him that same love of Vegas. I didn't take him to a lot of the places. He wasn't as interested as I was. So it's good to see uh, your passion about it as a young person and, you know, seeing it for what it is, the spectacle of a place that it is, even as somebody who can't gamble or do some of the adult stuff. I think a lot of adults are quick to dismiss that stuff, but there's plenty of cool things to do as a kid here. Definitely. So on that note, I mean, what do you look forward to most? You got to be seeing all the craziness. You live here, uh, you're on the strip all the time, stayed in all the hotels, but what do you look forward to most for when you're a little bit older in Vegas? I guess it's
3: hard to think seven years out because of how much Vegas has changed. Like in the past seven years, I mean, the the Raiders have came, the Golden Knights have came, so a lot of that's changed like so fast. So it's hard to give a good idea, but I guess like the nightclubs will be fun when I'm older. <laughs> it's weird to think that, but um, but nightclubs, I guess hopefully not a gambling addiction. Let's not, we don't want that. But I guess just most of that is definitely something to look forward to.
0: I think the nightclubs are disappointing. I don't know about about you guys, but <laughs> I, like that would be very disappointing to me. My my first nightclub experience was just crowded, and I didn't like it. So well, you I don't just know don't you, you don't like crowds, period. So it's just not your your cup of tea. That's true. But I like the casino floor and like in and, and that part yeah, of it. Definitely, I don't, know, yeah. I don't gamble all that much, but so it's nice to be able to hang out without getting kicked out when you're under 21. You know, security coming after you or
3: whatever. Yeah, for sure
0: is a
2: jack are you gonna be buying him a thousand dollar bottle at the club when he turns 21 or what
3: (laughs) that's what
1: i was gonna add uh sean when you had mentioned going to clubs i was thinking like when i back when i went to clubs they were a little more reasonable but now i think the thousand dollar bottles are the norm unfortunately so yeah he's gonna have to develop that website and get that going if he's gonna if he wants to live those uh extra that extravagant lifestyle (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's just going to become a big influencer and then they'll comp him at all those clubs. Uh, yeah. That could clubs. very
3: well be. That could very well be. I can see that. It's tough. Like in one way, do you want to like, it's cool to take that route of getting all this free stuff. But at the same time, like I like what you guys are doing where you're not accepting that. Cause I think it's like, you can grow a more respectable um, audience than people that just get all the freebies.
0: Yeah. It's one interesting thing from coming from the travel hacking or the miles and points world is uh, a lot of the ways we can minimize costs. You know, I can use miles and points or, At the very least, we're using, you know, different programs to get more value. And, you know, we do like do press trips, things like that from time to time, but I'll never review. I'll never put the word review on something uh, unless I've paid for it, because I feel like that's a whole different level of of it. And yeah, I do feel like in the Vegas space, that's unfortunately people aren't disclosing all the time when they're getting stuff for free. So it's hard to take their opinion. So if we ever have any sort of relationship with anything, we'll disclose it and then We'll never review something unless we pay for it. I wish more people would do that because then it just yeah. gives more transparency. But a lot of people are in it for free stuff, free stuff unfortunately.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: plus if you're getting comped, you know, they, they're they aware of you coming and they set up stuff. They put gifts in your room and and they double check that it, it's clean. You don't get the same experience of somebody coming off the street. Uh, so it's just even if you give your honest opinion, it's not the same experience that anybody else is going to get. So Definitely. it diminishes it for sure Just
0: just from that yeah now on the flip side we were talking about i was just in mosquito island a few weeks ago uh richard branson's private island in the british virgin islands invited by a brand so you know i mean there are perks to it and there are things that you that you can do and still maintain your your neutrality and be disclosing it and i hope that to your point more people in the vegas community do it because it's only better for the audience to know right totally yeah you know don't don't recommend a restaurant if you haven't paid for the meal because to your point mark You go into the restaurant, they're comping it, right? They want you to give them good coverage, but they're also going to give you the best food and the best experience and the best service. And that's not really going to reflect what people are getting. And I think uh, that ends up being a disconnect with the audience. So I think you got Mm -hmm. it right there with your not wanting to, to get the bottle service for free at the club. Although those those VIP rooms are very nice, John, Uh they're very nice. So my my last, my last club experience is I
2: went with somebody that was going to buy the bottle and they said, just come along and you get free. See, that's how I get it free. Like I'm an influencer without being an influencer. There you go.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> okay. So you guys go down to the strip a lot, especially in the summer, hit up the pools, check out uh, all the hotels and everything. What's kind of like a normal trip? Do you go for one night, two nights for a long weekend? And what are you guys looking to accomplish when you do it? Are you looking to hop around and check out different hotels or... Do you kind of go to the same favorite spots and, and stuff like that?
3: I guess this year was kind of special in this way, but we stayed at two hotels this um this year. We stayed one one at the Vidara, one at the Delano. But I guess it's mostly just other than those two visits, we just kind of went to restaurants. I guess we just know where to eat that's on the cheaper side too. So it's like, just do like one great dinner, great meal. And then like for the other ones, go to like a local place off strip because it's a lot cheaper. Like... I think we stayed at, the, at Palazzo last summer for my birthday. We just ate it at like black tap one night and then went to Metro the other right off the strip. And that's just as good food for a third of the price. Metro
2: pizza.
0: Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and there's one at Ellis Island now.
2: Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Love me some Metro pizza.
2: So, uh, Jack, do you gamble at all? Or are you getting comps uh, when you're staying at these hotels? Or do you guys just kind of wait till a, a rate drops down and you book it? when it's a cheap locals type of deal what are you looking for usually when you're booking
1: i'm fortunate enough to have a travel agent here so i usually just sick him on uh, looking for deals and and he'll uh he'll come across he'll usually come across them and including while he's in school and uh, he'll shop prices airfares <laughs> and stuff like that and so uh, he'll let me know about those and his his mom know about those so uh, usually that's how we find out about deals as well as uh, mileage deals i think he'll he's he's really good about looking up those as well i don't gamble too much but i do play i guess i play uh blackjack a little and then uh slot machines to some extent and also like the sports book. and when the chicago teams are playing and unfortunately that's like detroit is a little uh, is a it's a challenging thing to be a fan of but uh it's (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it is uh it does make it interesting and and entertaining. So yeah, casinos have always been a source of fun and entertainment for us. And I usually don't gamble enough to to get comps, but uh, with my son, he's, he alerts me to deals and signs me up for membership programs, stuff like that. So that we're alerted to deals as they come up and usually try to take advantage of those whenever we can.
3: And we've saved probably at this point, probably a hundred plus dollars on the, um, we matched our hyatt status over to the M life and now that's that saved us so much money and parking fees and all that stuff.
0: Do you tell all your friends at school like when you're catching a deal you're like, hey I just uh, I just signed my dad up for this and did this status match and now we're flying here. I guess do your it, friends uh, think it's cool?
3: I guess that's kind of the main issue not many especially at kids like kids at my school they just I guess they don't really understand even like just the basics of a loyalty program. I guess they just don't think about it.
1: The way we joke about it is, is we attribute it to our son being really interested in travel and mileage programs, while other kids are maybe more focused on video games and stuff like that. So I don't know if they've caught up to him yet, or if he hasn't caught on to the ca- caught the they've, bug of video games yet. So it's
2: they probably will never catch up because <laughs> we we experience the same stuff. Uh, talking to you know our friends and family, and they're like, I don't get it. I don't you whatever you're talking about doesn't make sense to me and their eyes gloss over and all that stuff so does he is it like my parents where he has all your logins i have all my parents Uh, logins yeah i
3: know my just signed you up
2: you get emails during the day and you're like what what did you just sign up for oh what's that oh
3: okay
1: yes yeah he has my credit card number memorized now so it's
2: (laughs) perfect
3: (laughs) i just this weekend we got a deal it was it's I guess it's an okay deal. So it's it's to it's to Dubai again over Christmas break. It's seventy five thousand sky miles, and then like five hundred dollars in fuel surcharges, which really isn't the best deal. It uses up the e credit, so it's not it's not I guess that bad. And then we just have we have a twelve hour stop in Moscow, so that's gonna be interesting.
2: Sounds awesome. Should be fun. And seventy five thousand is that a round trip price or one way or?
3: Yeah, round trip. It's each though, but it's still yeah, it's still not that bad.
0: Yeah, no. who cares about the fuel surcharges? You got your dad's credit card number anyway. There so. you go. True. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that is a, that is a good deal. I'm going to Dubai probably in um, February because oh, I've been nice. wanting to do the World's Fair. You know, it got delayed, and yeah, uh, it's you know it's only open for what six months. So yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna do that. Cool. And, uh, it's too bad you guys didn't get an Emirates suite to to Dubai though. Oh, I, I know my that.
3: mom's always she signed up for the platinum card, and now she's I'm trying to find a good deal for for next summer. I'm not sure if she's going to be interested in going to Dubai again, but eh, over the summer, it's a lot of flying.
0: It's a lot of flying to get yeah. over there. You know, most uh-huh. people don't like getting on planes as much as, as we do. Yeah. Uh, Mark doesn't like that. Mark, you'd probably go crazy on like a, I don't know. I like, flight flying. To Dubai. like,
2: and it's weird. You know, I don't mind flying. It's not like I, I hate it or I'm nervous or anything. I just, I don't look forward to it. Like a lot of people in the miles and point space or travel space and, they get all excited and they want to fly different stuff. Most of the time, I don't even know what kind of flight I'm, uh, plane I'm on, which probably drives Jack crazy as a ex-pilot. But I'm just, all right, get me from point A to point B as quickly as possible without any issues so I can enjoy where I'm going. Yeah, I don't, the, the whole experience, which I, you know, we we're talking before the show and talking about how Asian carriers treat you a lot better than American carriers and stuff. And I'm one of the few people that probably thinks they over-serve you and they're just on top of you too much. And I'm like, just... Leave me alone. Let me watch my my crappy movie and move on. Sean knows that all too well. Yeah, just
0: just uh, go back to the Miles to Memories podcast. I want to say early 2020, <laughs> January, February 2020, before COVID. Mark takes a trip on Cathay First to Vancouver, and that story is gold. So you guys can go yeah. download the uh, the MTM podcast if you want to hear that. Uh, Mark's uh, culture clash with the with the don't put soy sauce on your rice. I guess that's that's what we learned. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, back back to vegas i love how he said interesting as if he really he's like way. i'm gonna go download that as soon as i'm done with this
3: <laughs> probably
0: it is a, it is a great story it's one of our best uh i think highlights of of the entire miles to memories podcast so it was a fun one one that we we bring up often all right but back to back to vegas so i mean how you've you stayed in what most of the hotels in las vegas at this point is that so right i've
3: stayed at i guess it's I stayed at Vidara, Delano, Monte Carlo, like when it was pre-Park MGM, and then Palazzo, and then Ari when I was like two. But I've been, to, I've been to a lot, like just family comes into town and we just check out their their room. Like my aunt stayed at Bally's a few years ago. We checked out that. So I guess I just have an idea of what the rooms are and then like what the amenities are like pool-wise and stuff like that.
0: So what is, you know, which hotel stands out the most? Like what's your favorite, whether it's one you stayed at or one you visited, like which one stands out the most to you?
3: I guess definitely Delano or Delano is great, and then Vidar. I know those are two pretty common ones that a lot of people like. But it's I think they're huge suites, um, great location, or great pool, depending on which one. So it's overall not a bad pick at all.
2: What about you, Jack? What is uh, your
0: favorite hotel you've been to? Likes travel
3: to a
2: lot.
1: Yes, the travel a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which one, the North Strip or the South Strip? There's two yeah. I <laughs> prefer the
1: North Strip.
0: Yeah. He's right, man?
1: Yeah, no, um, I would say to answer your question, I think uh, Palazzo, we went there for uh, uh, John's birthday. So I think that would probably be my favorite. Vidaro was very nice, so no complaints about that. But the one thing that uh, I I would mention about John is he's got a very expensive taste when it comes to hotels. So when you start mentioning travel lodges and some of the maybe not so uh, pristine places, He's not a big fan of those, so I'm trying to explain to him like when you get to the college years, you know, your, your budget might be a little tighter, so you might want to at least be able to stay at like one of the lower uh, class hotels. And he doesn't see that ever being a, a, an interest of his. So
2: he'll have his credit cards by then, so he'll have the points <laughs> to whatever, whatever he wants.
1: He wants. <laughs> that could be. He's been for, he's been fortunate enough to appreciate some of the nicer hotels and and see what what is out there. So. I think he, he, even John would admit that, that that he's been blessed as far as that goes. So. Definitely.
0: I'm waiting for your Circus Circus review now that I know all that. <laughs> it doesn't it
3: look that bad. Like I don't know. The <laughs> furniture just looks scuffed up and the location's there. But it, it, the rooms, like, I, I don't know, Excalibur, they just look bad. Like, there's cockroaches in the room. And, like, Luxor, same thing. Like, I don't know. I think Luxor is an underrated place, like Circus Circus is in some instances.
0: Yeah, well, Luxor, John, the new Luxor, Luxor rooms Luxor. are really... Yeah. yeah the renovated rooms have all the furniture from bellagio so i yeah. stayed there a few months ago and yeah really really good room especially at the prices like yeah i would stay there anytime and i also like nice hotels although yeah. i uh I, i've backpacked around the world too so i've stayed in my fair share travel he stayed in thousands of nice hotels thousands and thousands. no not thousands of nice ones <laughs> definitely not <laughs> thousands of bad ones maybe i don't know but uh certainly i can appreciate a nicer hotel so i don't blame you there Uh, at all. Uh, John,
1: do you have a, since you've traveled as much as you have, do you see a big difference between United States hotels versus like European hotels and just the quality of those, the noise level when you're trying to get sleep, stuff like that. And like some of the amenities they provide.
0: Yeah. In general, I think European hotels are like a step down from us hotels, but Asian hotels are a step up and middle Eastern hotels tend to be a step up from. So like, and I I'll take, you know, a lot of times in Europe, it depends on the building, the, the, hotel is in because they're in older buildings older elevators a lot of places they don't have air conditioning or if they do have air conditioning it's not really good air conditioning so like if you look at like a three-star hotel in europe that's going to be like below what a three-star hotel would be here and then you go like you know here we have everything like an old hilton for example you'll have that but then you go to asia and a hilton will be a beautiful kind of you know a new modern hotel so it really varies but i say in general i think in europe it's a little bit less Uh, you get you know even the breakfasts are a little bit less robust but a nice hotel is a nice hotel if you go to a luxury hotel in europe you're going to get a great experience like you would here in asia as well but overall my favorite hotel experiences have always been in in asia especially in this game where we do elite status and stuff like that they really know how to treat you well you know lounge access all of that tends to be better elsewhere than in the u.s the lounges in the u.s tend to to stink a lot
3: yeah yet to experience any they're all closed due to covid so it's not really (laughs) yeah yeah and then the yeah we stayed at some european hotels this summer just my mom and i did and man like i just couldn't believe like the quietness i know supposedly half the rooms are empty in most of those places last summer but that was really like the year to travel to europe i thought just because everything was empty the louvre was empty it was like a really nice trip and looking forward to going back one day
2: I know Sean misses the pandemic Vegas with uh, no people on the Strip walking walking around the,
0: I <laughs> the did, casinos. Building. I li- I liked pandemic Vegas. I mean, t- t- to that extent, I liked being able to see these casinos and these sort of over the top places without so many people. And then yeah. now there are just so many people, and it gets annoying after a while, especially if you're there all the time. So yeah, yeah I, I do miss that.
3: And Mandalay Bay was yeah. We're there in I think February. My mom and I were just there. It was, I swear, there's probably five people on the casino floor. Like that's how like. And it was it was during midweek. So they were closed then. And it was just it was a ghost town. It was crazy to see it that way for sure.
0: Yeah, I meant to do a zombie hotels video that I never got to do the ones where the casinos were open and the hotels weren't. But yeah, yeah it was it's just to think how crazy it's been this year mm-hmm. and you know how busy it is now and how we started the year where everything was just absolutely dead. Definitely. I'm just impressed. You know, you said your aunt stays and when family comes
2: to visit, they stay on the Strip and you go check out their rooms. And uh, growing up in New Jersey, that was like New York City was that thing for us where anytime anybody came to visit, we'd have to go to New York City. And I grew up hating it as a kid, like just because every time, okay, let's go sit in the car for two and a half hours, sit in traffic so we can go check out New York. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people that live in Vegas get that same vibe from the Strip you know, whenever somebody comes to visit, they have to go down to the strip to see them and, and meet up. And, you know, most people that live in a tourist attraction stay away from the touristy places. So I think it's pretty cool that you guys still both enjoy all that stuff and and head down there for special occasions and everything.
3: Yeah. And I guess it's like, it's just so close. It's only 15 minutes from us. And so I go to a school, like we're, um, we're kind of by like Hend- the Henderson area and I go to a magnet school right now. It's over by Rancho in the 95, so up by downtown. I wake up around 5.20, get on the bus. It's, it's probably around 6.30. And it's honestly just kind of mem- mesmerizing to see the strip. And at 6.30 a.m., the lights are still on. It's really empty. Like, it's a pretty cool experience that rarely get to see in other places. I'm not, oh,
0: I'm not sure I've ever met another kid who at that age would think exactly the same. I would have been exactly the same way when I was that age. So I, I really appreciate your perspective. Yeah, on it. Although I, my son went to a magnet school and had to do that bus thing across town. And that's no fun. Yeah, as, nice as the views are, it's a lot of time spent on a bus. But but yeah, I mean, I, that's a it's an interesting thing. You know, we have the skyline. You know, you live in New York, you have the, that skyline, right? But this skyline's unique. And I live in Henderson, too. And, you know, I get to see it from different angles, no matter where I'm at, no matter what yeah. I'm doing. It's part of our lives. And so might as well enjoy it and embrace it. I think for sure. I think uh
2: Fremont street early in the morning, like seven in the morning before when there's only like two joggers out there oh. and it's just really calm. I think that's really cool. Like walking through the experience, going to get some like McDonald's from breakfast and just like soaking it in. It's one of my favorite experiences in Vegas. Like whenever we would stay at the gold nugget, we'd always get up early at least like once or twice and, and do that and just, and walk around. And, you know, there's no people, it's not loud Fremont's usually pretty crazy, especially these days.
0: It's, Super crazy, but in the morning it's, it is something special right there. For sure. So what is a hidden gem in Las Vegas for you? Where, where do you guys think that's a, a cool place that a lot of tourists don't know about?
3: I guess I love like, like Lake Las Vegas is like such a, it's, there's nobody ever there. It's kind of ever since the recession, it's never really recovered. So it's just a nice place. There's no real people there. It's just kind of empty. And I don't know. It's, yeah.
2: Do you guys like, is there a park that you go to there? Or or do you go, is there like a resort that you stay at? Or what's a normal trip to to Lake Las Vegas for you?
3: We just go to, there's like a Hilton there. So we just, we, my like I have like an electric scooter. So it's nice to just take like rides. Like I went there, I think two weeks ago. And um, it's just nice. You just park in the parking garage and I can just scoot around the lake and there's it's, there's no real cars and that's a great thing on that so it's riding it so it's it's definitely an i guess that's kind of the main main thing but we have been the staycation there before we went to like i think the place was called do you remember the place the restaurant we stayed at the weston right is yeah we was? stayed at the weston there's a really good mexican place there yeah. like sewn somethings sewn risa, that's what it is sewn risa mm-hmm. grill that's it
1: yeah so, so that was really good that that uh that was surprisingly good especially because john's mom's usually is satisfied with taco bell so this was a step up from there.
3: We went to a great yeah. one in um, Pacifica last weekend. It's like right on the ocean. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It was, it was really cool to see. Well, tell elaborate on that a little bit. Tell them about where that was. So it was, it was in um, Pacifica, California. And by the way, SFO is like a great – it's such a nice airport to connect to any of that stuff. Like it's great location. There's a Costco near the rental car center, so cheaper gas in California. But then it's only 15 minutes from that Taco Bell, and it's it, I think it's a great location. and or both of those things. So it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's right on the water from what I understand. I yeah. wasn't there, but but a beautiful location for a Taco Bell of all places. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it sounded pretty pretty amazing. And to John's point earlier about San Francisco Airport, I guess they've modernized it quite a bit. They've kind of minimized the routine messages that they play at the airports Yeah. Um, until you get an, an annoyed by them, like Las Vegas is very well known for telling you about the same messages over and over and over. San Francisco has kind of eliminated those or minimized them. So they're, uh, I guess they've done a lot to improve the passenger experience up there.
2: So
0: you nailed the name of that restaurant at Lake Las Vegas too. Nice.
3: Okay. (laughs) I was
2: going to say as a, as a quick aside, Jack, since you used to fly all over uh, for work, what is like, what's a airport or two that are your favorite in the, in the U S
1: increasingly, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of kind of smaller, mellower airports, long beach savannah on the east coast even san diego just it's they're both they're they're all kind of small but still uh, large enough to do what you need to do and get you in and out fairly quickly and you don't have to take a a tram to go to the rental car center or the other terminal you just physically walk there within a short distance and um, I think I think those three are probably, uh, I'm a big fan of all those three, probably.
3: Minneapolis was great when we, you and I went there. Yeah,
1: that's true, too. Yeah, I'm not a big oh, fan. Oh, don't of trigger
0: that. Mark say Minneapolis. He. he <laughs> I don't have a problem with the airport, and I do like that
2: it's connected to the the uh, train so you can go downtown or Mall of America right from the airport and it's got yeah. to stop and everything. I think that's cool. I just, I'm not a fan of the town or the city, I should say.
0: Okay, Well, <laughs> Mall of America is a great layover from that airport. Yeah, I, I did yeah. it on like a three-hour layover once, where I okay. went to Mall of America, rode some coaster because I'm crazy <laughs> like that. But because uh, it's only one stop from the airport, yeah. So to Mall of America. Yeah, that's that is uh, that's a good one. I was gonna say real quick about Lake Las Vegas. I remember back in the day when they built it and when the whole village was full, and uh, you know, then they used to have a casino out there, yeah. uh, Casino Montalago, I think is what it was yeah. called and uh you know that all closed it was really sad it's some somewhat come back a little bit like there's i know more in that village than there used to be a lot more houses being built out there and i was talking with mark uh on the show i think it was last week's show about how the wildfire casino on lake Mead uh, is expanding and because the new cadence master plan that area is growing like crazy like it used to be lake las vegas was kind of all the way out there by itself and now the city is sort of growing to it but i totally agree with you it's a hidden gem and a lot of people i think spending a night or two out there at either the Hilton or the Westin. The Westin yeah. has a great beach, uh the yeah. H- but the Hilton's very nice too. Uh, either one of those, that's a really nice escape for mm-hmm. people who want like a change of scenery from the strip, I think.
3: Just the issue is just getting out there. That's kind of there's I don't think there's any RTC. I guess you just you need know, either Uber and pay a lot or rent a car and yeah,
2: just it is. Call, call Sean and make him drive you. That's what I'll do. But uh, <laughs> I've been wanting to check out the Hilton out there for a while. And I've been trying to beg Sean to do a video of it because I think it'd be kind of cool and something, you know, people don't think about it. Vegas has great, great weather and nobody really thinks about it. And I've said this on, I think, a recent podcast or maybe it was a show like when you fly into Vegas, you see these massive lakes and stuff and there's nothing around it. And there's always like two boats on them and nobody really using them. And I feel like it's something I want to go check out and and something unique, you could break up your Vegas trip or maybe do it at the end of it so you have a couple of days to recover from all the craziness that, that goes on in Vegas and kind of relax and mellow out. Or if you're flying in for family and you want to take advantage of some weather, that's a great option, I think, uh, to go out there and just kind of relax and have more of a resort type of vacation versus a traditional Vegas one.
3: Yeah, and then I, th- like, I think this this time of year, this in like around April is like the really like the time to come out to Vegas. It's The rates are cheap. I think this week has been like terrific weather overall, 70, 75 degree days. It's, it's yeah. yeah
0: we're going to yeah. be into the eighties uh, this week uh, oh, coming wow. up in November, which is crazy. That's a little warmer than I'd like, but it's still yeah. beautiful weather. I do think, yeah, the
2: uh, memory popped up like a week or two ago when we went to the Circa opening and that was really like legit uh, the best weather in Vegas. You know, it was still warm enough that you could swim and lay by the pool, but at evening it dropped down a little bit, but not too cold that, You know, you got chills. It was just like, just right. And I I think like April's the other time of year that I like, um, even like late March, we'd always go for March madness and it was usually pretty decent, but like masters weekend in April is always like perfect weather and it's not super busy and there's still, it's still something fun that you could bet on if you bet sports and everything. So those are kind of my favorite times of year as well.
3: And then also, did you guys hear the big news about uh, Mirage being sold? It just happened like an hour ago. They're not sold, but like being their no, intention of we... being sold. Yeah. It just got announced, I guess, that, they're, that they just sent out some corporate letter saying Mirage has some intentions of being sold. So it's, that's definitely a shocker. Oh, I feel
0: like we got to re-record MTM Vegas now, Sean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: we don't. I just put it up on the screen because because they yeah. have they didn't announce that they've sold it right, just that they intend to sell it to somebody, right? Correct. So yeah, they I don't think rule. we need to re-record all of that. We'll just yeah. that they confirmed it. Yeah, because we talked
2: yeah. about it being a rumor, but we didn't uh, we didn't know that it was more legit than it was than we thought.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's probably in response to Caesars coming out on their third quarter uh, earnings call saying that they are going to sell a property next year so if mgm wanted to maybe they just wanted to throw their hat out. who knows yeah but uh yeah it's interesting news i was talking I'll, I'll get your opinion on this i was talking to him about how i think the seminoles and hard rock would be a good fit for mirage because a lot of their other properties have these great pools very tropical feeling oh. um and if they yeah. got rid of sort of the the zoo and the dolphins and stuff they'd have landmark doesn't think it's a good fit so uh, what do you guys think do you think who do you think is going to buy it who do you think is a good fit to buy the mirage
3: I think Phil Ruffin, I mean, he, I think he, it's like a yes. perfect connection. Like the train, there's that train that never works that goes between the two. And I, I think, yeah, I think he's probably the best guy to buy it and free parking at least for now.
0: It'll be interesting because Ruffin is always somebody who kind of buys stuff at a good deal. Yeah. You know, he's been more of a Carl Icahn kind of guy where he comes and it takes distressed properties. He famously bought Treasure Island when MGM was on the verge of bankruptcy. Uh, what people don't know, he sold the old Frontier Hotel to be developed he developed the trump hotel on the back of it and then uh you know he had all that money and turned around and put it into treasure island so basically he traded frontier for treasure island which was a big a big uh, upping his game i only question how much it would cost for mirage yeah often uh, is interesting just given the, the what cosmo is selling for 5.6 billion yeah. dollars what would mirage sell for and is he willing to do it but i agree with you i think he does make the most sense those yeah. properties were meant to be together the Treasure Island even opened as Treasure Island at the Mirage. I mean, it was an extension of the Mirage. Wow! They have the tram. I think that it would be cool to see either. them under the same ownership. But I, I got, I want to see a Hard Rock here so bad that I, they got. A, I hope they build a brand new one though. I do really hope yeah. that they can get some land and we get a guitar tower like they have in Florida. I don't know. Yeah. That place, I was so impressed. They need, a, earlier they need a lake year. like Florida so too. I was, to yeah. Those. There you go.
3: I wish they would just buy the Virgin and start all over at that place. We <laughs> went there a few weeks ago and that was, it's not the, it, it was just empty. That sports book's still closed. Like, it's yeah,
1: not looking I, good. I have to agree with John on that, on that one, Sean. It, it seems like that, that, uh, it's, it'll be forever linked to the Hard Rock in my mind. And so when you go to the the Virgin now, it's part Virgin, part Mohican son, Mohican yeah. Sun. And like they have like an identity crisis going on. They don't really know what's going on. And so it's kind of a shame, like having, a, having you know, previously witnessed what was one of the finer, like younger people hotel uh, back in the day was uh, the Hard Rock. And that's just, they completely destroyed that image. So I agree with you. It'd be nice if they opened something like that along the strip somewhere.
2: It's like you guys listen to our recording because the... <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said they're uh I said roughing. And then I said, uh, you know, I think Hard Rock will end up backdooring back into
0: Virgin somehow. (laughs) I disagree because I don't think because, you know, Hard Rock never owned Virgin or the old Hard Rock. It was owned by it was basically a franchise. It was never owned by the Hard Rock themselves. Uh, It was never owned by the Seminoles. In fact, the Seminoles bought Hard Rock. uh, That property already existed. So it just kind of existed outside of what they bought with the whole brand. So I don't know that they really want that. I mean, they want a scale. I don't know if they have enough land for what they would want to build there. Uh, but yeah. I think that's I agree true. with you about Virgin. It really is confused. I still uh, my favorite part of it is the Hudson stores It reminds me like I'm in an airport because their gift shops look exactly like airport stores, yeah. which is just that's your perfect example of how everything is just sort of like mixed there, like nothing but feels a common uh, theme. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Speaking of Mexican restaurants, the one at Virgin was was very good. Uh, oh. We ate there a couple of months ago. So if you're ever looking for that. Uh, that was like the only thing, bit we walked through the whole place. There's no people. And then you go to the Mexican restaurant and it was like completely packed. So that, and then the shag room with a lot of music was also where to stop. So if you want to do like dinner and music, I think that's a great combo and it won't be overly chaotic. Like most of Vegas, you should be able to get in fairly easily. Like we were seeing two hour waits at all these different restaurants. And then wow. we just pulled out like open table and booked the Mexican place on the way there. And and then hung out in the the shag room and listened to music, and it wasn't overly crowded, and the band was cool and fun. So, it is a good night. Or if you wanted just like a mellow Vegas night or two, I think there's still value there. I know Sean liked the the one tower, uh, other rooms there. So there there is it's useful for
0: some people, but it's definitely not what it was, not even close. But the casino yeah. just is so dead; it just does not have a vibe to it at all. Yeah. I don't know how they sucked all the soul out of that place cuz your yeah. point it was a hard rock right it was young it was hip good music you wanted to go and the casino is just zapped i i've been there like a lot of times now and i've never felt like energy going through that place no. so
2: there's just uh mark davis over in the corner winning thousands of dollars by himself <laughs> <laughs> looking lonely and lost
3: <laughs> yeah this this is a bit of a curveball one so i don't or not a curveball but just an, a weird one but i thought um maybe an option for um for Seminoles to get in is what about buying that? I think it's Bally high golf course. Cause there's really not much going on there. I guess the main hurdle would be the FAA anything because of the being, being so close yeah. to the
0: airport. Well, that's also like an approach path that uh, oh. God, I, I feel, I feel so stupid. I can never remember runway numbers. I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm in the presence of a pilot. I should be better at this. But uh, when they fly the, uh, the approach from the, from the Southwest, they fly basically, right over that area they fly right over the jack-in-a-box that's next to there oh. but i think that that would be a a huge uh Risk. challenge there valley high is also owned by the city or by the county i think it's uh. owned by by a government entity one or the other mm-hmm. so i know that there was talk it was one of the raider stadium sites that they considered mm-hmm. um but i also think it's cool that it's still there you know it's a, yeah. an old school golf course on the strip there's only two of them left there used to be a whole yeah. lot more of them you know dunes golf course tropicana and yeah. uh, a lot more so I like it. But yeah, I think that that could be an interesting, an interesting area. But with all the trouble that the Dream Hotel had getting approved yeah. further up the Strip, I don't, I don't see a big property that's of any height being built there. That'd be my guess. I don't know. So you guys ready to move on to rapid fires, find out your favorite Vegas things? Sure. I guess we'll have a, both you guys answer. So favorite Strip hotel in Vegas doesn't have to be a hotel you've stayed at. It could just be, what's your favorite property top to bottom? I-
3: I guess when, um, when Bay, or I guess Bolashi. You gotta pick one.
0: You gotta pick okay. one.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'll say when. That's when's. Yeah. Good answer. I'll go with Vidara. I think that's kind
1: of mellow, still kind of in the center of all the action, and and has access to whatever you need right there. Mark's favorite.
2: Yeah, song, I like Virgin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh... like I like Vidara's location. I think you're you're right. It's low key doesn't have a casino, but you're steps from either Bellagio or yeah. Aria. So yeah, if you want the craziness,
1: you just walk over, you know, you you walk to wherever you need, you know.
2: I think that's kind of the same thing like that uh, the Waldorf offers you like very similar. I know they're right next to each other. It gives you the same thing, like where you can be away from it, but also in it very quickly. So it's it, those are two good options
0: if that's what you're looking for.
3: Yeah. All
0: right, favorite non-strip hotel.
3: Green Valley Ranch for sure. I, th- I think just cause I, it was like I was probably one when I went there, like to the district park. So I think that I think it's just kind of a cool, like kind of old, I guess old place. It's only a mile from our house. Great restaurants, like there's a good Mexican place, Baracha in there. So yeah, I think it's overall a great property for sure.
0: So you like it better than Red Rock?
3: It's a tough call, but I, I like the restaurants better in Green Valley Ranch. Like I said, we'll have to answer yeah out of that.
0: They're they're very similar properties. That's not really yeah. a fair question. I, they're very similar properties. So mm-hmm. all right. All right, Jack, what's your
2: uh, favorite non-strip?
1: John's probably got the the best choice with, with uh, Green Valley Ranch, but the Dark Horse candidates are Tuscany, just kind of off the strip, kind of mellow. I, I, I guess being kind of older school Vegas, I like the mellow factor. M Resort, I like their location, but again, their vibe is never really, I've never noticed or detected any vibe of any consequence there, but it does have potential. I think it it, it has potential, it just hasn't ever lived up to it. I'm starting to like,
0: get over to the Raiders Bar and Grill over there. That looks pretty cool. Oh, uh, have, yeah. have you been there yet? Uh, to the M, I've been there many times, but not since they opened the Raider. Not in the last year or so.
3: Every restaurant in the M is horrible, except for the buffet. Like every other one's, in your average place. But the buffet <laughs> is like great value, great food. I think it's overall. That Are they open now? Anything. No, they're okay. still
0: closed. Yeah, I know. That I so the, only all trash yeah. <laughs> the only place I've ever eaten. Yeah, the only place I've ever eaten is the buffet there, and you know, I know back in the day it was very popular because of free beer and wine. Uh, Pabst, <laughs> That'll do Pabst, it. PBRs on tap, Mark. So there you go. Nice. Oh, that's you not should. my style. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I, I'm I'm
2: getting the the uh, vibes that I need to go to Green Valley and make Sean take me there and check it out. Sounds hey, awesome.
1: Margaret, you don't like the PBR stuff? You like the higher end stuff?
2: Yeah, I just I've never been a fan of PBR. I don't I mean, I'll drink most things. I do like craft beers, but I also don't like like uh IPAs that much okay. and stuff. So, uh, I'll drink light beers as many as you can give me, but PBR just <laughs> never 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 went never for floated me. Floated your boat. Okay. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. So, what's the best value hotel you think?
3: I guess Luxor, I mean, I think great the great rooms Bellagio um, Bellagio quality furniture I guess and the location's not good but other than that there's no real real cons the buffet's open now that's a pretty rare thing so I'll have to give it to there.
1: And along those same lines, I'd go with Mandalay Bay. Kind of same area of the Strip, but generally pretty good value, I think, and a lot of entertainment right there.
2: Yeah, they they I I just stayed at Four Seasons a couple uh, like a month or two ago, which is attached to Mandalay Bay and. They do have a lot to offer there with the mall and everything, and yeah. and it's a big property. And then you have uh, Delano there, which I know Sean loves. And if you have uh, Amex Platinum, you can get a good deal on a stay at Delano, free food and all, and this kind of route. Now they have the $200 credit, so you can actually get paid oh, to stay that. there. Yeah, they have a $200 credit, which is a great use, because a lot of times the room is $200 or less. So you get the room free, and then you get free breakfast, a
0: $100 property credit. Nice. Uh, I know Sean... Sean loves to tear it up. Plus, they although both- usually Delano knows less than that. So I would, if as a local, I would probably try to find a cheap wind day or something. Cause it's for American express, fine hotels and resorts. If you have the platinum card. Okay. Uh, that's okay. the, Oh yeah. My mom has that. So-,
3: so, okay. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. You should, look at,
0: you should uh, check There's it out. It's your birthday. For- <laughs>
3: yeah. Not until June. <laughs> Don't though. give me the ideas. <laughs> yeah, or, <Wayne> or
0: cosmo
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or four, four seasons but i do i like uh that each one it's kind of interesting that both those hotels have a a rooftop bar well not technically yeah. rooftop but like top top level bar which you wouldn't think they're right next to each other but yeah uh, I, I enjoyed it up there it's pretty cool all right favorite locals restaurant this was the i'm interested to hear these from each of you
3: so I, I think I said this earlier. Bracha is really good at Green Valley Ranch. They have like I think they have Taco Tuesdays. It's pretty cheap. Um, and then the other one is there's so it's I, I just wanted to say this just before, but um, but Spaghetti, which is my my dad's boss's restaurant, I think they have great food. They were rated like best of Las Vegas for best new restaurant. I think their food's pretty good, and it's I think they have really good cannolis. So yeah.
1: And then I would go with probably Village Pub, uh, for for bars and bar food when you're not on the strip and as a secondary restaurant not exactly high-end but chicken shack is pretty good they're a local chain but and they're all over town so um, those are pretty solid choices in my mind
0: and for anybody out there village pub is owned by the ellis family and so there is a village pub in ellis island that's where you get most of the food but they're all over town too and they do have really good really good i never food realized in, they were all over yeah That's kind yeah of there's a lot of them yeah there's a lot of them, and Chicken Shack. I've only had it a couple of times, but there's a lot of them in the in the Henderson area. Yeah, and they're popping they're up all good. over. Yeah, yep. yeah. We have Chicken Shacks
2: here. I, I I would guess they're not the. There's like four or five of them, but I wouldn't. I don't know if they're the same brand or not. But everybody always raves about their chicken, and I've never tried it. So, nice. for sure. What are you, uh, Sean? What's your favorite locals restaurant? I mean, which I, you go
0: to. I, I mean, still, I think the one I recommend is Casa Don Juan for Mexican. I still think it's. Oh, yeah. Despite the fact that I think that they've raised the prices and become a little bit uh, too focused on tourists. I think it's old school Mexican food, homemade stuff, really good uh, stuff. So that's my my favorite. Where is
1: that at, Sean? Is that downtown?
0: That is. The original is on Main Street in the Arts District, uh, but there's also one on Sunset and Eastern. uh, And there's one in Summerlin as well. So there's three locations now, but... Uh, those I would actually recommend to not go to the one downtown because okay. it's the same food, same menu, but everything's like five dollars more on the menu at <laughs> the one downtown now because the arts district is sort of popped of up around it. Yeah, it used to be when I used to go there in the old days, it was just old like yeah, really cheap furniture stores. I think I remember that, that whole area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. and uh, then they they stuck around long enough till till it got gentrified and now they're doing really good. Now like, arts districts still- awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better than the old used furniture stores that used to be there for yeah. sure.
1: Now, Sean, on that on that note, what what is your overall uh, perspective? Because it sounds like you've been to, in Vegas quite a while now.
0: Uh, I moved here, yeah, in ninety three. So okay, quite so what's
1: your perspective there. on downtown and like all the gentrification efforts down there? Do you think that's actually been an overall positive, or do you like it the way it was?
0: <laughs> Admittedly, I'm not too engaged in the politics of it, so I don't know. If people are unhappy with it, but I do think it's a big improvement, especially okay. in the arts districts. So if we're talking about South of Charleston, yeah. um, you know, not where Fremont is, but uh, in that arts district, which was really a dead area of town yeah. and they have really revitalized it. But I think they've done a good job on Fremont East. And we did a video earlier this year, my wife and I walking down Fremont all the way to like ninth or 10th street wow. at midnight. And it's all, you know, fairly safe to do that. All the neon that they've restored. So I, I do like it. I mean, I remember, as a kid, getting to drive down Fremont Street before the canopy was there, wow. I missed that.
1: Yeah.
0: But I don't, you know, I, I feel like it comes and goes through different, you know, phases. But uh, I, I will say, I, I have been enjoying downtown. I love circa what okay. it brings there. I feel like it brings this new life and energy down there. And then that combined with all the other stuff, yeah, I think it's a positive. I would say. Nice. Sean, the circa fanboy. <laughs> I mean, I do like the place, so I've yeah, never, I, awesome. I've never left it like unhappy. Yeah, and that's very Vegas
3: Resorts World. Like, I don't know what that place just doesn't seem like. It just doesn't have anything Vegas like. No real like vibe that the other places do. It's isolated. I guess you only has like, a, a Mike Tyson single. statue. Oh yeah, it does have that. Feather, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just and- don't.
0: Yeah. It's like, what, what does, uh, what has Liberace Elvis and Mike Tyson in common <laughs> resorts world with all of its statues? Oh. Uh, I yeah. do. I feel like resorts world, like the first time you
2: go in, you're kind of like, Oh, this is nice. This is cool. They got bright light. The ceiling's cool. And it just looks really nice and high end. And then the more times you go back or the more you think about it. And when you stay in the hotel, you do, you you feel like it doesn't really have a soul and you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what I've noticed. Like a lot of people go, and they're like, Oh, it looks amazing. And that's so what I thought the first time too. And then as you sit down and really go through it or go back to it, you're like, uh, oh, you know, it's kind of missing some things. It just doesn't feel all there. Maybe they'll get there. They're still adding stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you know, the mall's like half empty still. So once yeah. that fills out,
1: that's kind of like the Virgin with the, the way they opened up kind of prematurely without having their pool all ready for summer and stuff like that. It seemed like this might be a new trend where they're opening these casinos kind of prematurely. And maybe it's, you don't see the, the vision that the developer had in mind or something, but it seems like that wasn't the case in the past. It, you know, everything would be ready on day one. There might be a, a few imperfections to work out, but not undeveloped stores and unopened stores like they, like they have at, at resorts world and stuff. So.
2: Yeah. And I think that's why uh, circle went over so well. Cause everything seemed to be kind of like nailed down. Yeah. I know they opened the casino first, then the, uh, hotel later but they you know they they kind of had stuff figured out and everything was in place and run somewhat smoothly and you got to check out all the cool areas you got to check out the pool you got to check out the sports book the the rooftop bar all that stuff was like ready to go where this is like in pieces like one of the things I wanted to check out was the pizza place and Resorts World and you think that would be like one of the ones you rush out because everybody wants pizza and it, you know just opened a couple of weeks ago so it's it's kind of crazy that way
0: the yeah, reviews don't look. don't look good on that pizza place i've seen some well, pictures great. of it does not look good <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i can't comment about the circuit at all because i'm too young to be going there so i guess that's I true be one of my that's a shame four or two yeah
0: we need we need to get you a special tour or you something can walk outside, outside although you can go to barry's downtown prime so there is a way you can get in there if you have, oh if you, yeah you are able to eat at barry's downtown prime and uh, so if you have reservations to go there uh so just ask your parents to take you there for uh for, for that because hey, that's spending, cool because it you're you're it's right under Jack's money like you got the card too <laughs> yeah, i took my <laughs> son there for his 21st birthday to barry's downtown prime so i i stand uh, stand by that but i think there is a challenge to opening these places during the pandemic too so i give them a little bit of you know credit circa was very smart Derek stevens what they did during the beginning of the pandemic is they stopped building many of their hotel rooms I think they opened with 500 out of 777 rooms. They didn't build any of their conference space out. So they focused on the public areas and it's a much better guest experience with resorts world. We saw all those early like concepts with pandas and all this crazy stuff. And what we got was something that was paired way down that still cost over $4 billion to build. And they built less than half of it. So, I mean, and they didn't even have their, I think the problem is they didn't
2: even have their primo hotel done. Like if you're going to, focus on anything. If you're bringing in high rollers, you focus on the 200 room Crockford's and make sure that is like done perfectly. And I'm still upset that I didn't get to stay there because I had it booked, but
0: whatever, moving on.
2: Okay. Back to rapid fire. One more (laughs) thing about
0: resorts where we talked on the news show this week about how they're giving 35% off to locals. So like rates are as low as $64 for the Hilton for locals coming up in November and December. So if you're a local, just the time to to Look at that. Maybe it's like a thousand Hilton points. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look at the points, but uh, it's pretty cheap. All right, back to Rapid Fires. Yes.
2: Um, what is a, a restaurant you most want to try in Vegas but haven't? Like that you've seen, if it's at like The Win or a local place, something you've driven by, whatever. What's one that's like on your list that you're aspiring to go to?
3: I guess it would be one place that just looks really cool is that Voodoo Steakhouse on the top of Rio. I don't know. It just looks like something different. And then I guess also. I, have not, I had a list that I that I was for. Um, it was. I guess, Dad, you can answer, it and I'll 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 answer it. You know, I guess I, I I'm still kind of a
1: fan of like old school Vegas, so I I still haven't tried the Golden Stair. I should. That's like I guess I think that goes back to like Goodfellas and like kind of like retro some of the re, retro Vegas days. So, um, I'm kind of a big fan of like the that whole scene, like the retro stuff. So I'd like to try that. Um, where's
2: that? Where's that one located?
1: That's Sahara. Sahara, yeah, Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard, just a little uh, west of the Strip, and it's got a big old s- s- golden steer out front.
2: All right, we're all meeting up there for dinner.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: And yeah, it's, also- a, it's actually a restaurant. I don't want, ever want to admit to people I haven't eaten at, because I love old school Vegas and all yes. this stuff, and I've just never been over there. And it's like probably at the top of my list of places <laughs> yeah. I should go. So and, and yeah. unfortunately, at some point too. they'll
1: probably yeah they'll close some of those down, and we'll. we'll Forever miss out, so uh Sean, I'm right there with you. I think we got to jump on those while we still can. And I think there's a bunch downtown that are just
3: that yeah. are,
1: are like that that are, that are kind of old school and still um, like pinion Steakhouse don't Oscars, don't like for, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Some of those are really good. And then Pepper Mill too. I, I kind of want to get. It looks cheap, good food. That, oh, that's like, awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. You gotta go our, there. It's our favorite. It's our favorite. We yeah. That's the so one thing Mark and I agree Vegas. on. We don't agree on a lot. But we agree <laughs> on Pepper Mill.
2: Oh, I I agree that we're going to Golden Sarah next uh, time I'm out there. But uh, yeah, Peppermill is definitely old school (laughs) type Vegas with like the neon lights and the fake trees. And it just feels very (laughs) like what you envision Vegas back in the day of of just like smoke. If there was smoke in there, it would be perfect. But (laughs) (laughs) just walking through a haze. But yeah, big portions good food cheap prices yeah. although they probably have upped them recently yeah, the price i tried to is go it's not
0: in... so cheap anymore but uh, yeah, yeah still good i tried to go in there
2: uh when Resorts world the opening weekend and they had a sign on the door at 9 p.m even though it used to be a 24 hour place like we're shut down you can't come in unless you already oh, really? have like a reservation yeah okay. so they were having staffing issues i don't know if they fixed that but it used to be like my go to if i was up at like 3 4 in the morning i'd just head over there but yeah okay uh let's finish it up with your favorite pool in Vegas?
3: I guess Mandalay Bay or, um, and I was fan like of Aria. I don't know. And then Bally's is old classic, the diving like the 14 foot deep. There's no other place in Vegas <laughs> like it. I don't know.
1: And yeah, I would, those are good choices. I'd also consider, uh, Caesar's palace in there. Just kind of, a, again, old school Vegas. Usually like, I, I hate to sound old, but like the newer stuff is kind of smaller, not as it's inadequate for the size property that they have. And, I find that a lot. So the old school places have like these big mammoth pools that are, you know, you could fit a, a couple football teams in with no problems. And like the the newer ones are maybe not, not uh, they don't, not as spacious. Let's put it that way.
0: I call yeah, the new ones it's, bathtubs. Yeah. Especially build a bunch of little bathtubs, especially
3: yes. the jacuzzis. They're yes.
2: <laughs> Virgin takes one of the bigger, better pool areas. And it's like, ah, eh, let's fill half of this in. Yes. Let's just call that a day.
1: And then they have that whole grass yeah, thing. Of, I don't know what's going on there.
2: but Which that would be okay if they had concerts and stuff out there, which I know they plan to, but I, I haven't really seen anything. It would be a cool venue outdoors at night, especially this time of year where it's cooler at night, yeah. but maybe they'll get that together at some point. I hear uh, uh, Kiss is available, so maybe they Sean, <laughs> <think> they could.
3: <laughs> there you go.
2: They hate it. It's too hot here. Too hot
1: for Kiss. Oh, jeez.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mark, I think they need right. put you in charge of
0: that I think I don't know. there you go, <laughs> all right, uh, guys. I think that this has been an amazing show. I've enjoyed this conversation tremendously uh John y- is there anywhere you wanna anything you wanna plug send people uh to your videos or or anything else or your, your oh, yeah. Twitter, so your social I media my,
3: I think for Twitter and Instagram it's Vegas teenager just that's that's all it is, just that, and no underscores
0: that's a good stuff. name,
3: but, yeah, I, like I, I, I was thinking today I'm like might as well change them all to that and yeah, create them. And,
0: and Jack, anything? Anything for you, or no? You don't have any?
3: No, I
1: so I, I would just like to uh, thank you both for inviting us and, yeah, and allowing you. us to uh, share John's love of travel with uh, with additional fans of travel. I mean, anytime we can we can uh, relate to and connect with other travelers, it's always a good thing. So we're ready to meet you at uh, at uh, Golden Steer. Golden Steer, whenever you yeah, yes. You guys are up for it. Yes,
2: All I right, will say, uh, as a father, uh, Jack, I think it's cool that you're letting you know, John do all this stuff and, and book flights and find stuff, even when he should be doing math and math class <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, just, and I find myself that just allowing my son to, to do similar things like to get involved in stuff. And a lot of times I find myself saying, you know, you're probably not old enough for that. And I have to catch myself and say, you know what, let's see, let's see what he rolls with. I mean, he's doing, we signed him up for a class for film editing, like nice. at the beginning of film film editing, cause he's into YouTube and all that stuff. Nice. So he he promised Sean when Sean was visiting that he's going to be our film editor in a, in a couple of years. So fantastic, you know, nice. I think it's cool when you when you let your kids grow and and see things and take them places. So it's kudos been a to you. With the,
1: it's been a challenge too with the whole with the pandemic and the schools being off and everything. Trying to keep your your children motivated and interested, and so uh, this that travel has enabled us to do that. So
0: yeah, we're, for we're sure. 100%. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air to talk to both of you and to see your passion, John. I, I echo everything that Mark said. Uh, and it's also cool to see uh, somebody who's younger who has a passion about Vegas that I had since <laughs> I was your age or even younger. There's yeah. not many of us around, so uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a cool club of, of people. Definitely. Mark will probably start calling you a nerd now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. he'll probably wait yeah. till you're 18 just to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, thank you guys again. Thank and you. Thanks to everybody thank for listening. You, yeah. Talk to you next time. All right, take care. Thank you.